0: The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse is all these things too. Welcome to The Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply So you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Hello, and welcome back to another
1: episode of Goddess of Crypto. Today, I am going to be sharing with you a very personal story, which could have the title, Crypto is Not Quite Ready to Go Mainstream. I want to explain this to you because I want to share with you about the mindset of where we are right now in the industry and where I think is important for you to shore up your own mindset so that you won't miss any opportunities. So a little bit of backstory, late last year, late 2022, a company that was very popular um, and had a great crypto exchange that a lot of people really loved, Voyager went out of business. They did so pretty early in the process of the market turning from a bull market into a bear market. They were one of the first dominoes to fall. This happened before the banks crashed. It happened before FTX spectacularly crashed and burned. And it was a really unfortunate situation. They were just very early on and they had got a great reputation. And I had a little bit money on the platform, but a lot of people really swore by Voyager and had a lot more money. If you were following the news on crypto Twitter, there were rumors that it was going to go out of business about a week before. I was kind of looking, I was like, I don't know. I I mean, it wasn't like, you know, oh, six banks and six giant crypto companies had all fallen out. It wasn't anything like that yet. So I really wasn't sure whether I wanted to take my money off, However, I had about $800 on the platform. So it wasn't very much money to begin with. So I was like, yeah, let's see. I think I was busy. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll wait a week. Well, it was too late. And the whole thing crashed. And then I could see my money, but I couldn't get my money. I couldn't get my money off of the platform. So point out and point out and but I decided at that time, I was like, look, it was $800. Let me duplicate it somewhere else. So I went out and I bought the exact same assets. I had like three different uh, crypto assets on there. Actually, I had Bitcoin. I had a little bit of stable coin USDC. And then I had another crypto that was an altcoin. So I thought, well, you know, I'll just duplicate this elsewhere. And I did. And then I just let it go they kept making noises about restructuring and about you being able to get your money back. Well, over this last month, that was exactly what they did. They opened it up. Um, the period was for about three weeks, during which time I was traveling almost the entire time. And then I got back and I was jet lagged. And I thought, Oh, I can't do this. I waited until the last day when it was time to redeem like the last redemption day. And then I got onto the platform And I have a fire safe. I have all of my assets that I keep, my passwords and everything live in that fire safe. I'm very careful about all of that. I really believe in safety first when it comes to your crypto. But also, I'm not a trader, right? I'm what's called a hodler, right? I hold my crypto and I will trade occasionally but for the most part i'm investing long term and that's my choice i'm not telling you to do that i'm saying that's how i choose to show up i know plenty of people who are making a lot more money than i am because of the fact that they're trading but they're day trading this is like how they they run their that whole aspect of their business and i don't really see this as a business so much as a place that i can park my money where i believe in the future of what's going to happen in let's say 10 years for example so it's a, it's more of a long term Savings for me than short term trading. So I had these three assets and I just don't touch them very often. So the first thing I did was I logged into Voyager only to find my password no longer worked. So I had to reset the password. Which, you know, that's a pretty reasonable thing. And who knows, maybe because it was in recovery mode, they required me to do that. Then I had to use a third party authenticator app, even though I was using my. Home network and I was on my home computer, I had to use a third-party authenticator app, which I had set up a long time ago to work with Voyager. But so now I'm entering numbers in and it's the sort of thing where if you don't enter it in in 30 seconds, it changes, you have to enter it in again. So we got that hurdle solved. Then I looked at transferring my Bitcoin. Now, I keep a lot of my Bitcoin in cold storage, which is what you are supposed to do. What's cold storage? You might want to go back to the first season of Goddess of Crypto and check out the Crypto Vocabulary episodes. Those are going to help you. But for the purposes of this, I'll just shorthand that cold storage is basically a little device like a thumb drive called a wallet, and it doesn't live attached to a network or to a computer. It lives in my fire safe. And that's what makes it cold as opposed to hot storage. So it's not connected to a network at any time. So I was looking to transfer my Bitcoin to my Trezor wallet, which is the wallet that I choose to use for my cold storage. Again, that's just a choice. There's several good ones and Ledger and Trezor are considered the main ones. So it was fine to use that. And I had other stuff stored on it. At that point, I then had to log into Trezor, which then required me also to reset the password there. Uh, Later, I put the other assets on Coinbase and same thing. had to reset the password, even though I haven't changed any of these passwords. And then I had to log into my Trezor wallet. Well, again, I don't do that very often. So the first thing that happened was, it came up that my public wallet was empty. So what is thousands and thousands of dollars in assets is actually showing up as zero dollars and zero cents. So there's this moment of panic, right? Just a moment of, oh my goodness, what if I did this wrong? What if somehow something's gotten deleted? Now, the truth is that if you work with Trezor, one of the whole points of having this cold storage is if you've got your seed phrases, your 10 words or 12 words that are the special words that you've written down and you've stored separately, this is the stuff that's living in my fire safe, then you can access the information. You can go to your treasurer, or your ledger. You can go to the company and you can say, hey, I lost my wallet. And they'll give you your assets back because it's basically just a digital footprint. So there is that if you need it and if you have your seed phrases. So I've gotten primed with all of that here, but then I remembered there are the hidden wallets and that's a safer way of doing it. So I had, I had put it in the hidden wallet. So now I had to access the hidden wallet by entering my seed phrase again. And then I was able to get to it. So now I could see all my, that is a choice, that is a choice could take the main link for my, Bitcoin, the, you know, the like hex code is what it's called. And it's like 23 characters or some large, very ridiculously long number letter combination. And I could copy that over into the recovery for the Voyager Bitcoin. And then that allowed me to transfer. However, once I did that, I had to use the Authenticator app again on Voyager to prove that I was actually me, which I still was from five minutes ago, but I had to do it a second time. And then they had to send me an email and I had to click the email confirmation. I don't know if I had missed that last step, I basically would have lost the entire transaction. It would not have transferred over. And if I didn't get this done this particular day, I would have lost the opportunity to do so. And they said like it would come around again, but it was going to be months and months. Then I had to go through and do the exact same set of steps, only this time, as I said, I had to reset my password on Coinbase as well, plus use the third-party authenticator on Coinbase. Now, look, I am a very savvy person. I'm an early adopter. I'm one of those people that I would consider myself bleeding edge, not leading edge. I want to be into it like the first moment that it comes out. I was checking Bitcoin out in 2012. That was the first time I heard of it and went sniffing around. Didn't invest until 2017, but I, I had the, the inkling of that, what this was going on, you know, what was going on with Bitcoin and what was going on with crypto in 2012, which is very early on. So I'm proud of myself for being that bleeding edge person. But let me tell you, it's a pain in the ass. It really is. And when it comes to this type of transaction, it took me about two hours to do everything I'm describing to you. To figure it out, to get everything in one place, to get it sorted, and then to do these three transactions. It was approximately two hours of my time. And that does not include now taking those assets and saying, like for the altcoin, is this an altcoin that I think can do another, you know, 100x or whatever in the next bull run? And if not, now to research, to make that decision, and now to pick a different altcoin although that is a choice. You don't have to do it like that, but you can. I chose to do it in the order that I'm sharing with you. I chose to get onto those, you know, to get that altcoin in the first place. I chose to get onto that platform early on. I chose to become an early adopter of crypto. I admit all of these things. But the point is that it's not that easy. It's not that fun either. And all of this leads me to, you can really feel like you're not in the mainstream when it comes to anything that you're doing inside of these transactions. It can feel like you're out there on a peninsula by yourself doing absolutely nothing with any help and you have to figure it out on your own. And as a woman, that's not really very user-friendly. And as a woman, that's not really a lot of fun. And we tend to say about ourselves, we're doing something wrong, or we don't understand, or we're not good enough, or we shouldn't bother with this, or we should let our husbands or our brothers or our fathers or our male friends help us because we're not capable. And what I really want you to understand is I'm a super capable woman. And when it comes to technology, you know, I was on the bleeding edge of the internet 30 years ago. I had like the very first cell phone that I could possibly have. And I had the first iPod and I created the world's first interactive movies. And I did all of that with zero background in technology. I just taught myself what I needed to learn to be able to function. And crypto has been no different. I taught myself what I needed to learn to be able to function. But function is the operative word. I'm certainly not ever going to consider myself a technology expert. And not visiting this information for six months means it's mostly forgotten and I kind of have to start all over again. Now, to Voyager's credit, they had given me like a little, you know, tutorial. So I was able to pick up on some of the stuff that I had, you know, gotten rusty on. I just want you to know it isn't you. It isn't your fault. You haven't done anything wrong. If you don't understand something, it's because it's really complicated. If you're having a problem grasping a money concept, it's not because it's out of your ability, but often it's because people are telling you to do one thing when it doesn't seem very logical because money itself is... Being treated in such an unusual way these days. Money used to be a lot more straightforward before our government and every world government started just randomly printing money before, you know, people said, Oh, inflation is helping with this and the economy is helping with this. And then it turned out that information was all inverse. There's a lot of people speculating. A lot of people who supposedly, you know, went to good schools of economics and got, you know, MBAs and doctorates. And they're the ones who are supposed to be setting the rules and explaining this to us. And it's gotten to the point where none of it's really logical. If you want to look at where things are going with crypto, they're going to be in the mainstream. But just like the internet, there was a period of time where the internet was kind of like the Wild West, where it was really confusing where every month there was something new, where the search engine of Google wasn't established and didn't even really exist. And you were kind of, you know, cludging along with two fingers trying to figure it out. And oh, by the way, learn to touch type at the same time, because suddenly that keyboard was going to be on your desk for forever. And you'd never had to deal with that before. There were a lot of changes that happened very quickly. You know, there was a time when we didn't have instant messenger, and then there was a time when AOL came out with it, and you did, but only on that platform. And otherwise, you still didn't have instant access the way that we do now. And we all kind of muddled through. We also were learning technology so fast, it made your head spin. Stuff was changing every single day. And that's really what's happening right now. Stuff is changing every single day. It's just, it might be your bank going out of business or the crypto platform that you are using or thought you could trust going out of business. And not to mention all the social scams. And by the way, I've just done a couple of episodes about that. So please make sure that you go back and review those so that you avoid the latest scams that are happening. What I want you to know is you're fine. The fact that you're interested in this platform of crypto, the fact that you're interested in what I like to call the new energy of money is fine. That's a good thing. That's you learning to surf so that when the financial tsunami comes, it's not going to knock you over. Instead, you're going to have a working understanding of how the future of money the digital currencies that are already here and the cryptocurrencies that are on their way into the mainstream, how all of that is coming. You know, Amazon is about 25 years old now. And yet it was really the pandemic before everybody said, yes, I'm going to use Amazon. Before that, there was a little bit of distrust of online shopping. And maybe you didn't have that distrust, but other people did. And now all of a sudden, everybody's like, yes, I can totally trust this. Let's do all of our shopping online. So it really came into the mainstream about maybe 15 years ago, but that massive adoption didn't happen until the pandemic. I think Amazon like doubled or tripled its profits during the pandemic. So it became a much larger and much more widely used entity. And the same thing was true with all of the other online shopping platforms that, you know, because people had to have some place to buy. So without that kind of catalyst, like if we have some systemic bank failure, we are going to see a lot of adoption of Bitcoin, for example, with the regional banks failing recently, Bitcoin went from something like $17,000, it jumped up in a huge chunk it got all the way up to $30,000. And then it's now like around the time of this recording, it's about $29,000, but it's expected to go up significantly higher. And then it will probably drop back down again. And then it will go significantly higher. Everybody is that I know who knows about the future of where things are going with cryptocurrency is still predicting $500,000 or $1 million Bitcoin. It's not going to happen overnight. All I'm saying to you right now is get educated. Think in terms of if 20 years ago, you knew what you know now about Amazon, you'd probably have bought some of that stock. If you knew 20 years ago, what you know about Apple and cell phones and music and all those things, you probably would have bought some stock. What we can't see is too far into the future, but we can see trends and we can know that things are going to be happening and we want to prepare for them now. We want to prepare for the financial tsunami before it takes place. So please get educated. Start learning even a little bit. And understand that the mainstream hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. Eventually, we will be able to just click a couple of buttons and transfer our crypto. And in the meantime, it's going to be a pain in the ass, but it will be worth it. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of goddess of crypto. Please like it, comment on it, subscribe to goddess of crypto, and please share it with all of the women in your life. Remember the future of finance is female. I will see you next time.
0: Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money you can find her at goddessofcrypto.me that's goddessofcrypto.me be sure to subscribe to goddess of crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on youtube and remember wealth isn't just your privilege it's your right